0: It's a funny thing that I do. As I get older, sometimes I'll count the years of my life according to the years that uh, members of my family have passed away. I've done this for a while now. I don't know why I do it, but it's just the thing that I do. So, as I reach a certain age, you know, I reach certain ages and certain milestones, and um it's it's marked significant in my mind as me passing or um, it's the word proceeding or going past the year that a significant person in my family has not been able to reach so I guess the word would be surpassed and um, you know it's just a thing that I do and I never even really thought about it but as like I said a birthday would come or another year would pass and I, I get to another age that age would be marked significant by the fact that I just surpassed this person in my family that is no longer here at this age. And it's, uh, looking back on it, it's maybe a little disturbing or it's a little concerning because, you know, there's very young ages that I've reached that members of my family have not. And I guess I'm going to make this a thing or a podcast Sorry, I'm going to make it an episode to uh, just kind of further go into that and delve into my mind a little and see what's going on there. And of course, I'm going to do it with, yeah, and with scripture and see if I can figure this thing out. Not just me alone, but if I'm sure with him that um, there'll be a revelation for this so I'm going to take you along with me for the ride so why bring all this up well I just happen to be thinking so (laughs) I do that from time to time trying to reason through my thoughts, trying to um, make sense of what's going on. Um, What I realize and, um, you know, what's been proven as well is we know that each uh, decision that we make, each choice that we choose has a consequence that will affect us. But it will not only affect us, It will also affect those that come after us. And sometimes it can affect those that come before us, meaning our family. So, for instance, a decision I make could not only affect my mother, but it could affect my daughter. Or her daughter. You know, and um, as I was talking through this and uh, thinking on this, uh, a scripture came to mind. It's in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 14, verse 18. I'm going to read it out for you and then uh, we'll talk about it for a second. It says that Yehovah is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. That was a lot, right? Like, what the heck does that mean? What does that mean? Well, let's talk about a little backstory first. Um, In this chapter, what we have here is Moses and the children of Israel. So we have Moses and Aaron. Who led the children of Israel out of Egypt? And then we have Joshua and Caleb. And they are right at the land of Canaan. Canaan, the promised land, the land that was promised to them, that was promised to Abraham by Yah, Jehovah. And they're there now. And they are there to inherit it and take the land back because that land was theirs, which was promised to them. As they get to the land, You know, they send out these, uh, I think it was 10 spies, or maybe, yeah, maybe 10 or 12 spies. No, it's got to be 12. Um, Somebody correct me on that. It's 12 spies, right? And they go into the land to, you know, look at it, search it out, you know, do some reconnaissance. Oh, that's a word we heard before, right? They do some uh, reconnaissance and just check things out and see what's going on, see what's what. They come back with their report. 10 of the 12 spies are freaking out. They're like, "Um, I don't know what's going on over there, but these people, we don't want no smoke. And then you had two spies, Joshua and Caleb, and they was like, man, I don't know what y'all talking about. But we got y'all on our side. I don't know if y'all remember what he did before, but... I'm ready to kick some butt. You know, that's that's how it was. They was they was ready for the smoke. They wanted all that smoke. And like, I'm going to take this side. Joshua was like, I'll take this side. You take that side, Caleb. Okay, you know, we got this because we got ya, right? But nobody wanted to hear that. And you had 10 people out of 12 people scared. And that fear was passed on to the the um the, the entire nation there, and the whole tribe of Israel, all the tribes of Israel, that's get, that fear spread to them, and they were listening to the reports, and um, you know these people are giants. Look at these grapes we found; these grapes are huge, uh, and we look like grasshoppers to them in their sight. You know they, they they're huge; we can't take them. So the people start to complain to Moses, and um, not only that, they were um, thinking of you know, what is it called? A mutiny. They wanted to have a mutiny, They was like, yo, we're going to make a cap now, we're going to go back to Egypt, because we had it good over there, even though it wasn't good, it was bad, but we had a good, bad, and it's better than this, to come over here, we came all this way and die. You know, why you brought us here? Why did God bring us here? You know, they having all these questions and complaining and murmuring, and, um, you know, it's, What's this all about? Like, what did you, you just brought us here to die? You should have killed us in the wilderness. Matter of fact, you should have killed us in Egypt because this is crazy. You know, matter of fact, we're going back. And now Moses, he falls on his face. Aaron falls on his face. And he like, these people are going to be the death of me, you know, because you idiots, right? <laughs> he doesn't say that. But, you know, that's kind of the thinking. And he's, he's. Um, notably scared, but he's not scared for the same reason that they're scared. He's not fearful for the same reason that they're fearful, because Moses and Yah speak personally. They they speak all the time. And Yah is listening to this. Jehovah is listening to this murmur, And he's like, a word? (laughs) I'm about to take all y'all out right now. Y'all there and Moses is like wait, wait, yeah, please. Um, hear me out, hold up. Please, just just give me a if you can give me a second, please. I know you're angry. And rightfully so. <laughs> but we don't want it to be said of you that you brought us all this way to only Get us here to where you promise, and then kill us. We don't want the nations, the other nations, to say this of I you mean, because they know your reputation and they know how you are. They know how powerful you are. Matter of fact, they're scared of you just like I'm scared of you. And um, we don't want it said that, you know, or, uh, or do you want it said that this is, you know, what Yah did. He brought them here and then just took them out. And he didn't do what he said he was going to do. And, you know, Yah hears Moses out. And, you know, Moses is, is repeating back to him what he said to him. So Moses is giving Yah back the word that Yah gave to him. And he said, you know, you said that you are long suffering and that you have great mercy. And that you forgive iniquity. What is iniquity? Iniquity is the things that we do wrong. Um, it's a, a little. That's like a basic definition of it, but uh, it's, it goes a lot deeper than that. Iniquity can also be the things that we do continually wrong. Things that we um, do very evilly. Evilly is that a word? It's not a word. Um, but you know, the things that are um, could be considered evil. You know, and and that's a pattern that is a continual thing. But he forgives that. And he forgives transgressions, which is kind of the same thing. Something that you've done wrong, you know. But he also says that, you know, Yehovah is just because he will not clear the guilty. And not only that, the people who are unrepentant, unrepentant, people who um, are not seeking forgiveness their guiltiness will not only um be upon them but it's going to follow their generations up to the third and the fourth generation so that's what was going on there and that's what's going on in my head as I'm thinking about my family and um this weird thing that I do right <laughs> i don't know if anyone else does that but um it's something that I do is yes I recognize that might be a little weird. It might be a little off-putting as well. But bear with me. So. Unto the third and the fourth generation, right? There was a friend of mine. She sent me a post. And in this post, it was about a book. This book was called The Fourth Turning. And in this book... It went to lay out that history itself repeats itself. We've heard this before. We've seen this before in history, in high school, in school itself. And looking at the history book, we see the pattern of how it repeats itself, yes. But not only that, he said that um, more specifically, it'll repeat itself in an in, in 80-year block Or 80 or so years, you know, not 80s exactly all the time, but 80 or so years. And in this 80 year block, there are four different periods that happen. There's a one, two, three, and a four. And they're broken down into 20. So 80 divided by four is 20, right? So they're broken into 20 year periods or 20 year generations. So you have the first generation, the second generation, the third generation, and the fourth generation. And what happens in that first generation will affect what happens into the fourth generation. And then it repeats itself in another 80 or so year block. And he was specifically just um, putting that on America as a whole. And saying, this is the history of America and how it repeats itself in 80 year blocks. And he could go back every 80 years and show the starting point and the ending point. And the starting point and the ending point was always the same. It was some kind of crisis that started the next, it was the end of a crisis that started the next 80 year block. And then when that 80 year block ended, there was another crisis. And then the end of that crisis is going to start another 80 year box. Something bad happens on each end of these blocks. And it affects each generation, but it starts with that first generation. And it goes all the way to that fourth generation. And then repeats itself because that fourth generation becomes the first generation. And their decisions affect the next generations, right? I know that was a little confusing. I apologize for that, but hopefully you can follow me. You can always rewind this back, too. So this was called The Fourth Turning. Um, I believe the guy's name was William Strauss, and also there was a second author. His name was Neil Howe, H-O-W-E. I'm not saying their names for you to go buy this book or read the book, but I'm just trying to give credit for the person who wrote the book as I just referenced the book. All right. Now, with that being said, like I said, he broke this down into just the history of America. But you could take this same pattern according to the scripture and according to him, who was a secular person, and figure this out, and he noticed this pattern. But you can take that, and specifically, for ourselves, for me, I could put that into my family and look at this 80-year block, 80 or so years, and every 20 years look at the pattern and see what happens so why do I mention this as I said before our decisions affect us but not only us it could affect the people that came before us but it also definitely most definitely affects the people that came come after us what we do Will not only affect us, but it will affect our children, their children, and their children to the fourth generation. And it repeats itself. Things can be passed down. Behaviors can be passed down. Traits can be passed down. Iniquities most definitely can be passed down. The things that we do, the things that are in our bloodline can be passed down. Let's look at um, health, for instance. There are things that run in your family. Go to the doctor and he asks for your family history. Do you have a history of high blood pressure? Oh, yeah, well, you know, my auntie had it, my mom had it, her mom had it. Um, All the women on my father's side um, have diabetes. You know, cancer runs in our family breast cancer and these things are in a sense passed down usually we only look at this in a physical slash mental type of uh, scenario right because mentally you can pass things down as well Uh, mental illness seems to be passed through the family my mom has a history of schizophrenia. I have a history of schizophrenia, um, you know, epilepsy. You know, things of this nature, um, these things can be passed down. Depression. I have a history of depression. My daughter has a history but I'm not my daughter. I'm not saying that for me specifically, but I'm just making an example. You know, um, these things get passed down. They get visited upon each generation. As we look at our family, as I look at my family and I notice this pattern and, and then I mark the pattern with the year that I uh, make a certain age. And in that year, in that age, being noted by the person that passed away, you know, there's a pattern there. There's a reason for that. And yeah, I could hear you saying, yeah, man. It's all random. Just because your mother's father died at the age of 42 from alcohol because he was an alcoholic, it's just a coincidence, you know. And, but, you know, you have this uh, alcoholism visiting generations in the family from him, it didn't start with him, but um, it's definitely passed down, so now, if you look at my family, and, um, you know, if they're listening, not to put anybody out there, but we have a history of alcoholism in our family. You know, so as I I reach these ages and I realize this person didn't even make it past this age. This person didn't even make it past this age. Why was this happening? What's going on here? Finding these patterns is important. Because one thing we don't want is for us to inherit things that came from the past that are not good. Iniquities and transgressions. And we definitely don't want to pass them along because that will run to the third and the fourth generation. So what's going to happen is we're dooming our children, their children and their children to have a certain uh, malady, if you will, a certain unpleasantness, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, mental illness alcoholism oh, it just runs in the family why does that run in the family and who's going to stop it can it be stopped right can it be stopped yes is the answer yes it can be stopped <laughs> that's the short answer um, how do you stop it yeah, that's the short answer. But to get a little deeper into that, you have to see the patterns. You have to see um, the iniquities and the transgressions that have been passed down to the third and the fourth generations. Because if you can't see the patterns, if you can't see the things that are passed down, if you can't see the things that um, are happening within the family you will not be able to stop it. And make no need, make no... um, I don't even know what the expression I was trying to make, but you can stop it. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it that you can stop it. But you have to do it through Yah and through His Word and recognizing these patterns. So now that I recognize... That alcoholism is a problem in my family. What do I do? What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do in regards to my kids? What am I going to do in regards to their kids? Now, we talked about physical. We talked about mental. Let's talk about spiritual because... That's what this podcast is all about. Did I just sing that? I did sing that. Why did I do it? Who knows? Something I do. Guess what? Deal with it. (laughs) Uh, So spiritual. So we know that physical can be passed out. We know that mental can be passed out. Can spiritual things be passed out? I paused. I was waiting for you to answer. Yes. Yes, it can. It surely can. Spiritual things, things that are intangible can be passed down. We've already seen that with mental illness, but spiritual things can be passed down. So usually we look at spiritual things in regards to blessings and curses. And a curse is um, anything that is not good for you and for the people that you are in your family and a blessing is the opposite of that so something that is good for you and the people in your family in my family I've noticed that um, you know we have singers in our family we sing and we sing fairly well my mother sings I'm pretty sure before her, her mother or her father might have been a singer and a very good one. My uncles, they, they were pretty good singers. I sing. My daughter sings. That's something that's passed down. That's a good thing. Right? Bad things get passed down too. You could look at something like, uh, let's take divorce, for instance. Divorce can follow your family. All the women on my father's side, get divorced. Now, I just made that up. That's not a true thing, not a true statement at all. It was just an example. But, you know, you can look at these things being passed down to see a pattern here. None of this is random. It's not a random thing that these these things that are happening in your families, it's not a coincidence, these things that are going on in your family, these uh, patterns, my family, in my family, this is um, going to be a true statement. A lot of the members of my family die young. For whatever reason, they die young. That's a pattern. I could clearly point to a pattern of members in my family dying young. And not only that, that is also the reason why as I reach certain ages, I make note of the person that passed away because I'm, I'm noticing the pattern. And now that I know there's a pattern there, there needs to be the question of why is this happening? We know that it's not just purely coincidence. You can point to physical things that say, okay, well, yeah, they died of this, or they passed away because of heart disease, or, or you know, there was some kind of illness. Or there's some kind of mental illness, you know, that um, caused them to do whatever. Or it was just a random crazy accident um, that they passed away. It's, you know, it's just, it's all coincidence. It's all random. It's not, there's no pattern there, right? There is a pattern there. And there's a why there now. But now that we know there's a pattern, we need to figure out the why. Why is this happening? What's going on? What is contributing to this? Because all of these things that are happening in the physical and in the mental are symptoms of something that spiritually happened. (laughs) I'm going to end it there and um, ponder this some more. But I just kind of want to thank you for um, listening to me whoever you are as you listen to this podcast and appreciate you uh, being be along for the ride with me in my uh, transparency moment. Have a great day.